Hi guys, welcome back to the Try Time podcast, and this is episode 17 of our, I guess, COVID-stricken podcast that's sort of stopped six months ago due to COVID. We've done some other videos and stuff on the channel, but we're back now for 2021 season. I'm Callum, and I'm Matt, and I'm pleased to report neither of us have died, which is always a good start. Yeah, we've we've COVID-free. Obviously, we're doing this remotely from us homes, as obviously you can't really meet up and that sort of thing, but. Yeah, we're back on the grind. Every Wednesday we're going to have a podcast. Every Saturday hopefully we'll have a sort of video, whether it's a kit review, that sort of thing. Let's see how long this lasts for. Give us a yeah, week. Hopefully COVID, hopefully COVID doesn't affect us too much as it did last season. Uh, but yes, yeah, so this is the Super League season preview part one. We're going to have three parts this, so this will be over the next sort of few weeks. Um, today is going to be the transfers overview and all the incomings, outgoings. Sort of speaking about the coach movements as well that have happened, who's done the best business, that sort of thing. Whereas next week will be sort of our predictions of the league. The week after will be like our individual award predictions, like who's going to be the best young player, who's going to score the most tries, that sort of thing. Um, so I think we're just going to go through every single team and just say who they've brought in, who they've gone out and give our opinions on it, whether we think it's good business, that sort of thing. Let's get to it. And I believe Castleford will be first. Yeah, classic cast starting us off. Um, That's obviously, one word for him. Uh, they've still got Daryl Powell at the helm, I guess you could say. He's been there a while now. You know, he knows he knows how to do it. I guess he hasn't won a grand final yet, but he knows how to get cast there. I think he, there's not I'm glad you reminded everyone of that. I thought I was going to have to jump in with that bit, but you've, you've done my Leeds promo for me. I beat you to it because I, I knew you were going to mention that. Um, so in terms of incomings at Castleford, I guess the big one is Nia Levels from Salford. Big signing. As well as this, they've also signed um, Matagi on loan from Huddersfield and they've signed Jordan Turner from Huddersfield also on a permanent and they've also signed Lewis Beanick from Hull FC so not many incomings at um, Castleford but Evolds is a you know he's a premium signing in night levels in terms of outgoings Mike McMeekin's gone to Catalan big loss Callum, Turn- <laughs> Callum Turner's gone to Newcastle, not uh, Knights, it is Thunder, which I think is a big outgoing because he's a big, been a big squad player. I mean, if he was signing for Newcastle Knights, I think I'd be questioning what's happening to the NRL, to be honest. He's a good prospect, but I mean, he is nowhere near NRL level. Sorry if you listen. Yeah, that's true. And then Matt Cook, who's another sort of squad player, has gone to Widnes. Junior Moores has gone to Fev. And then a couple of the young lads have gone as well, but we're not going to touch too much on them as they haven't been in first team sort of as much. Um, so what do you reckon then Akasi's business? A mixed bag. I think they've lost some key players in there. And I mean, I think it's easy to look at Junior Mars and how old he is because he's, I think he's in his late 30s now. He's got to be at the tail end of his career. And he's still putting yeah, up definitely. big minutes for Castleford, which actually I'd be a bit concerned about as a fan. Because I don't really see who's going to step into that mould and how well... I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name from Huddersfield. Is actually going to click. Yeah, Matagi's looked good for Huddersfield when he's played. I don't. I think more, thing with what I've always said about Castleford over this sort of run they've had for the past four or five years, where some seasons have looked really good in that, um, is that they've had these forwards like Moores and Cook, who have just been. They've not been the prettiest players, but they just know how to work in the club. They just workhorses, and you're like, when you bring in someone like Matagi, yeah. you just don't know exactly what you're going to get from him. If you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You could be met with completely different players depending how he settles in. I mean, does anyone really yeah. want another Eddie Petty born or who was the other flop that we can add? There was a second Frank Paul Nuasala. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. You just don't know. And I think, but I guess these players, 
towards the end of the career like Cook and Moores, whereas Matagi is a bit younger. So yeah, it, freshen, so it freshens up the pack. I can see the logic. Evans is a good signing. And, yeah, it's a mixed bag. I think we are going to let's look forward to another year of Daryl Powell whinging on the sidelines because I don't think every result's going to go his way. And we'll wait and yeah, see whose fault it is come round one or two of the season when they do suffer their first defeat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think in terms of outgoings as well, obviously we spoke about a few, but like Mike McMeekin, for example, I think we'll probably speak about in the next section more, which is going to be Catalan, which I think we're ready to move on well, to. Well, let's think. segue on to that. That's a perfect chance to go into McMeekin and the rest of Catalan's incomings. Yeah. So in terms of Catalan, coach-wise, which we'll touch on sort of with every team, it's still Mc, um, Steve McNamara, experienced coach, sort of has looked all right as the Catalan manager, really. I, th- I think... They've definitely got no reason to got rid of him. I think it's interesting to see how he's good. There's not much again. It's same as Powell that the managers who've been there a few years. That you know what you're going to get from him really. In terms of incomings, you've got Gil Dudson from Salford, which I think can be an underrated signing really. I think he's a good player. He'll put the Mike minutes in. Obviously from Cass. Go on, what are you saying? So Dudson will put the minutes in. He probably won't give you much X factor, but then I doubt they've signed him for that when they've got a pack containing players like Sam Cassiano. Oh yeah, they've definitely. They don't need the sort. They just need a player who's going to get there. Sort of what when we come to these outgoings, you'll see why they need some proper reinforcement. Because in terms of outgoings, not a prop, a winger, Lewis Tierney gone to Lee. We'll speak about him. More Very random comparison, Gil Dudson to Lewis Tierney. Okay. We're getting to. I'm getting to. I'm getting to it. Right. So then, in terms of forwards here, Anthony Maria and Sam Mower, two workhorses as well in the pack, big players. They've gone over into the French league. Um, Lucas Albert, sort of not featured as much last year. He's gone in a, into the French league as well. Then you've got the big one, which is Remy Casti, who's gone to Toulouse. That's going to be the the big hole. Casti's a huge loss, and I think Catalans are going to be a lot weaker for it. Yeah, hundred percent. And then in terms of other sort of outgoings, you've got um, Simon Mead and uh, Marguerite, who've also been released. And I think Mead's a big one. He sort of features a lot for. Um, for Catalan, he's one of them sort of unsung heroes. I think. Yeah, it'll be interesting it. to see who takes that spot really in the team. I think Sam Mo was a yeah. big loss as well. I'm going to add. I think if they'd have just lost Simon or Maria, I think we'd we'd be saying you know that's not a big deal. They've got the reinforcements to do that. I think losing both potentially is going to be quite a big problem. However. Yeah, I see that. I think they're the sort of players that. Us English fans, I don't think, realise and sort of take note of them as much because they're just sort of like the French guys that Catalan have. But I think they are actually important to how Catalan play. But at the end of the day, Catalan have got these young players, young French players coming up through the ranks as well. So there'll probably be another Simon coming through this season, won't they? You know, I guess I'll let go on, Matt. So I'll let you sum up Catalan's business. Good, bad? Um, don't really know. At the moment, I think on paper it looks pretty poor, but... I can guarantee there'll be some random French kid that just turns up and starts performing. So, who knows? I do like I do like McMeekin as a signing, though. I think I think that is a good addition. Definitely, and hey. I think with that we're done with Catalans and on to whoever's next. On to the mighty Huddersfield. I thought it was, but we I... have got a bit more to talk about actually. With Huddersfield, in, we're obviously speaking about the coaches, so we'll start off with Ian Watson. Um, obviously the coach. They've brought him in from Salford. It was sort of a big move, this, for him. It's sort of a bit unexpected. Salford fans weren't happy they lost him. I don't know why he's took a step backwards, really. 
Well, that, do you think it is a step backwards? Because I think with this squad Definitely. that Huddersfield are building, I actually like... I do like Huddersfield as a squad, as a team. I think Watson's going to improve them definitely. I think that's a good move for them. How is a club that's reached a grand final and a Challenge Cup final, which they were in with a shot of winning for most of in the last two years, a smaller club than a team that's won one dinner play in 2013? I mean, you you know, you want to go back to the last two finals for Huddersfield, 2009 the Challenge Cup final, they were outclassed that day. This is not by any stretch a bigger club, and to be quite honest, I don't think this is going to be the year they could become a bigger club either. I think there's a lot more problems going on at Huddersfield, and it takes more than a head coach to fix. You say that, but if Watson's impact at Salford was that big that they, it got them, like Salford to the grand final and then to the Challenge Cup final the year after, then I would argue this Huddersfield squad is better than that Salford squad. I know the grand final squad obviously had Hastings, etc. My big problem... Sort of... Well, we, well like, yeah, the grand final had Hastings, but last year they didn't and they still managed to make a cup final, even if their league performances, again, weren't quite as strong. But... I don't see where the leadership is in this Huddersfield team. I can think of well, one player that can potentially boss this side around, and that's Aidan Caesar, who, don't get me wrong, he can have magic in his boots when he turns up, but you can't just rely on one player to lead an entire squad. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I completely get that. We'll go, I'll just run Go on over the sign and see if there's anyone that can change my mind. Who they've brought in. So they've brought in uh, young Jack Ashworth from St. Helens. Uh, forward, really good signing. I like that signing. Jack Cogger from uh, Canterbury over in the NRL. Ricky Lutelli from Melbourne, obviously. We will have last seen him play really Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> uh, Josh Jones from Hull FC. Rate this signing. And Oli Ashalbot, who is a, Oli Ashalbot, obviously a young lad. Um, we're at London last year. Sort of. At, didn't really work out for him or whatever, and he's now in Huddersfield. Uh, um, I think he won't play too much, but I think... He got a few games at of... Salford under Watson, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him step on the pitch quite a bit, actually. Especially with Ashton Golden's injury. Well, which one? Probably. I mean, I don't get me wrong, I love Golden, but Jesus Christ, how many injuries is this now? He's... Yeah, I don't even... I mean... I know it's a different sort of injury, but my God, can you imagine him and Stevie Ward still at Leeds? There'd be no. We talk about a bed crisis with COVID. This would be a bed crisis with Rhinos injured players. Yeah, there must be something in water over at Leeds. There anyway, must and be. another signing, another signing they've got is uh, Joe Greenwood from Wigan. Obviously, he spent time at Leeds last season. Well, we get so in the middle of a pandemic a when he didn't play once. Well, yeah. So he's, he's sort of been in a bit of a limbo, I guess, but he's ended ended up at Huddersfield. In terms of outgoings, we've already spoke about Turner and Matagi to Cass. A uh, bit of an underrated one, one of the younger lads, Reese Butterworth to Dewsbury. Adam Warren, who was sort of a rotation prop, gone to Barrow. Um, Uate is retired. He really didn't kick on at Huddersfield. Like oh, completely. God, I forgot so, he was there, actually. How did he ever know, play Aaron, Origin? I know he sort of when he came over Huddersfield, everyone sort of expected big things from him. I had him in him my fantasy team. Yeah, but it just didn't click for him for whatever reason that what. And uh, Aaron Murphy's gone to Bradford, sort of played towards the tail end of his career. Um, so in terms of outgoings, I don't actually think they've lost anyone that's really big to them, and I think they've made good signings in. I'd, I'd agree with that. Good signing. 
Right, I'm going to disagree with you on that one straight away. I think Jones and Lutelli are going to absolutely flop. Big claim, that. Jones has got more potential, but I've not seen anything at Hull FC that looks that impressive, and I don't think Lutelli is going to do brilliantly either. All right, well, we'll have to see for that one, but I actually do back them as good Super League players, and I think Ashworth's an underrated one. Young guy, lad at Saints. Obviously, Saints have got that many good. He's got good potential. Through. I don't know how many much minutes he'll get, but yeah, that's good. I potential. think he'll get more than he did at Saints. Well, yeah, definitely. For me, for Huddersfield's business with a team they've got, especially some of them, like good forwards have got, and also they've got like Caesar in halves, like we spoke about. I think I've got to say it's a step, another step forward in the right direction. I would say don't expect improvements. I, I do. I think Watson's going to help them as well. I think that's the biggest signing they've made is probably Watson. One of best up-and-coming uh, British coaches. For me, definitely. good coach, lack of creativity other than Caesar and a real lack of leadership in that squad. I don't think they're going to have but, the mental toughness to survive and I think we're going to see a bit like last year where it's there were like 24 points up at Leeds and they just threw it all away to lose on a drop goal. Yeah, There's yeah. no mental strength in that squad, and for me, the signings don't have that. Oh, well, we'll have to wait and see. For me, it's positive for you, negative. That's fine. So we'll move on now, swiftly, to another team with a new coach. It's Hull FC. And obviously, they've got Brett Hodgson at the helm. Um, what do you reckon to Hodgson? I mean, this is going to be interesting. I've never seen him coach in my life. I don't know if he's had a previous coaching job anywhere. Certainly not in the top job anywhere, so... I think it'll be interesting to see how he gets them playing. It's got potential, but I don't know. I'd be a bit... I'm also a bit worried because Hull FC love to sack a manager. They're like the Chelsea of Super League. Yeah, I definitely I mean, see that. Hopefully, they give, if they give him time, I think he'll be good, though. Potentially. I mean, I think they only stuck with Radford for so long because of who he was to the club. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean... Different question entirely. Do we think that Andy Lass was doing that bad of a job? Probably not. But you've got. I think this is definitely a, a sort of move that's going to be here for like a couple of seasons. The one it's like a long-term view rather than just short-term success. Well, Hull aren't exactly known for long-term, but let's see whether the signings reflect that. So who's coming in this year? So there's only one major signing in, and that is uh, Josh Reynolds, obviously from the NRL. Big, si big signing, really. Big market well, signing. In I mean, we say that. This is assuming, number one, injury-free, and two, can cut it in Super League, because for every for every Blake Austin, Jackson Hastings, there's a, what was his blooming name, Chris Sandow, Josh McCrone. Players that just yeah, don't sparkle. We'll have to wait and see, but I think Reynolds will be good, personally. In terms of outgoings... You've got um, Ratu, now Lago's obviously gone to Union. Huge um, loss. spoke about Lewis Beanick, gone to Cass. Josh Jones to Huddersfield, we spoke about. Liam Harris to Fax. Uh, Albert Kelly released. And Gareth Ellis has retired. Although he'll probably come out of retirement after. I'm going to say, they'll, get, they'll have an injury crisis about probably August and he'll pop back up for a couple of games. Then he'll decide, oh, do you know what, I'll play on for another year. And we'll have it this really all again. Like they're going to be bringing in through some of the youngsters, um, which they have been doing anyway in recent years. I was going like to say they've really played them for the like last three years because they've had no one else left. 
Yeah, but I think this year they're going to say, right, well, you've played these last three years. Now you're going to be sort of starting more. You know, like a player like Josh Jones, starting second row, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, there's going to be the youth that's going to get, get a chance. Because you've only brought in one player who's a marquee player who essentially replaces Albert Kelly. And you've lost some other sort of pieces in and around there. So I do think it'll be really interesting to see your FC this year. I actually think they'll be a really fun team to watch. They might not win too many games, but no. I think they'll be a fun team to watch, definitely. Yeah, good to watch. Good to see how they build the identity. Don't expect much from this season. This is about getting the project started and trying to keep themselves a good few wins away from the relegation fight. Yeah, I completely get that. If I, to be honest, I'd be... I wouldn't really be expecting much better than nine. All right, that's interesting. We'll see how our opinions sort of differ on some of these teams. Obviously, next week when we do where we think each team is going to finish, I think that'll be quite interesting. But now, going across to the other Hull team, Hull Kingston Rovers, obviously they've got Tony Smith in there. They've got Callum's favourite chant on the sidelines, so you can think of his red, red robins bob, bob, bobbing along while he tells us who they've brought in this year. Oh, I knew that was going to come up at some time after I told you that other day. Alright, so in terms of incomings, they've signed um, Albert Vette from Melbourne, Ryan Hall from Sydney Roosters, Corbin Sims from St George, Brad Takarangi from Parramatta, Lewis Johnson from Warrington, and they've got Mouis Mustafa on loan from Leeds. Um, so in terms of this, the big signings here are the sort of four they've brought from NRL. Um, obviously, Ryan Hall is more familiar with Super League fans. Uh, but I have seen all these other players playing the good... You know, I mean, the, I, this is a good sort of statement of intent, I think, from KR. Well, let's see who have they lost before I go into too much, because well, this could there's be There's a defining. long list here, but I think... Let's stick to the cut, main ones. Cut back... These are, I think a lot of these could be classed as main ones. Cut back a year ago, oh, me God. and you said Hull KR have probably got the biggest squad in the league, but it's just not there. It's got There's too much dead wood there, and I think they've actually dropped a lot of this off, so they've lost... Jamie Ellis, Matty G, Ryan Briley and Nathaniel Petteru, all to Lee, which we'll speak about more once we get to Lee. They've lost, I think the biggest loss they've had is probably Robbie Mulhern to Warrington. I think he's a big player for him. As well as that, I you missed know, that Mitch signing. Garbutt, that's a big one. Mitch Garbutt to Toulouse. That's their front row gone. Dan yeah. Murray, who's a backup prop, is gone to Halifax. Will Oaks, who really never got in squad, has gone to Dewsbury. And Kyle Trout and Haraki have been released. They're other squad players as well who were getting a game. So I think they've definitely signed quality and got rid of some of the quantity. But I think them two big props that they've lost, that they've lost, they're going to be big. Obviously, they're probably going to ask for ask Sims to play a bit, some big minutes. It is sort of he's getting on a bit. Well, I mean, That's my only worry with some of these do we signings, have the bold the prediction arrow. that we're about to see Ryan Hall pull on the number eight jersey? I actually, I, I would put money on him at least playing it back row at one point. This I mean, I could see him as a second rower, definitely. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, let's be honest here. This is a squad that has improved massively on last season. The big yeah, worry is going to be injuries, I think. Because Hall, we saw in his last season at Leeds, spent a lot of time injured. Hasn't really played enough rugby in Australia to know whether that was a fluke or whether... He is a bit injury prone now. Same yeah, with Albert Vetti. Vetti's had yeah. long spells on the treatment table too. And that, I mean, I, we said the same thing about Sean Kenny Dowell last year, but his problem wasn't injuries actually, it was more general 
looking nothing like a player that's just won a grand final. Yeah. But do you know there's potential in this squad? I think Mustafa's going to play big minutes and really shock a lot of people with exactly where he's up to in his development. Yeah, he's definitely a good player. He's a yeah. player that I've actually played. I actually have played against him a few times because he's like. No doubt he'll have flattened you. Oh yeah, def oh yeah. I definitely remember me um, putting a kick to corner. I was playing halfback one day, putting a kick to corner, and he and I just had him charging at me, and he took me completely off the ball. But what can you do? And that's why within twelve months he will. This time next year we'll be talking about him getting ready to make regular appearances for Leeds. And you'll be yeah, definitely. sat here on a podcast that hopefully has a lot more subscribers. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but realistically, I think it's a statement of intent. Even I guess we're talking about Leeds a bit in here, uh, which is the next team as it goes anyway. But like the fact that he hasn't gone down to the championship, he's, he's gone to KR, probably shows how good he is and how good he can be. Do you know, I mean, this is going to come more into play next week, as you say, but trivia time. Tell me in the comments, when was the last time this happened? Okay, how to beat Hull FC in the league table? That's an interesting one. I think I, I, next week. I think be I think I can remember when it was, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it's as far back as 2012 or 13. Yeah, it's got to be a good few years ago. Are you feeling all right? Anyway, you're definitely not one to give props to um, KR usually. They've made some good recruitment, and they've not just signed all our cast off for once. So, yeah, true. They've actually got rid of half of them, which says it all really. But I mean, <laughs> let's speaking of our casts off, let's get on to Leeds. Yeah. Good luck pronouncing our signings. Yeah, I'll I'll give it a good go. So it's yeah, your boys Leeds. Uh, Agar as coach. It's obviously we know what you're getting with Agar again. Experienced coach seems to have settled down a bit more now at Leeds. Brought silverware back to Headingley, yeah. Yeah, so in terms of incomings, you've obviously got uh, Tetevano from Penrith. Great player. You just know what you're going to get from him. Fantastic the addition. That I think is one of them signings that like is in his. He's not like a signing from NRL where I think he's a bit too old. I think he's good age, prime, good player. I think he'll be good. Um, obviously, we'll speak about the outgoings as well and the big sort of player that they lost there as well. So we'll get to that. In terms of the other sign, this is the one I'm going to struggle to say. King. Vunny Yaya Lawa La. I'm just gonna call him King. It's gonna be easier. Yeah. I just <laughs> yeah. Just when I say this, no, I don't mean Matt King with the Afro. I think we've. Got, I think that's far enough back that people aren't gonna get confused. But I'm gonna say it now. Yeah. New he King. Should be, he should be a good sign. He's come from New Zealand Warriors, by the way. So yeah. in terms of outgoings, you've got uh, Cuthbertson to York. Reese Evans has gone to Bradford, even though really never really played for Leeds. Yeah, I'm gonna say um, he's not major. Wellington Albert's gone to Keefley. Not major. Um, obviously, we spoke about Mustafa, who's gone to KR on loan. Stevie Ward's retired, and Arva Sumanafanai has been... Oh, well, he says released, but obviously found another club back home. Yeah, um, he's been released from his contract a year early to go spend time back with his family in Australia. Which is understandable. Yeah, I don't begrudge him. Fantastic servant to the club. Will always be one of my favourite overseas imports. Yeah, so I think Tetevano definitely replaces Arthur well. I think Interesting. That's a good replacement. Interesting replacement. I think King's going to add a lot of depth. And I'm looking at our, our pack now. Tetevano, King, Pryor, 
Dwyer in there at hooker. You've got Reese Martin in the second row. That is a very, very big pack. That's going to cause a lot of problems. When you throw yeah, in some yeah. of the other players that we've got, Donaldson, who is an absolute workhorse, there's, it doesn't really drop on the bench. That's the thing. It, you've got different tactics, but all of them are capable of performing to a very high standard. Yeah, definitely. I think a big pack like that is probably you what, what you haven't had realistically since the days of Lula, Y and Peacock. I don't even you think it's the size. They're, these are some quick forwards. For the size of them, they can shit. I mean... Yeah, yeah, I get you. You know, we've also got Oledski in there. He's got legs on him when he gets going as well, and I would not like to be bulldozed by him on a pitch either. Oh, yeah, definitely not. And then, even further down, we saw the size of Tom Holroyd last year. He's only going to get better. So I think the pack is where Leeds are going to really excel this year. I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, the delayed season should allow Luke Gill to be just about fit, but he's going to have missed a lot of pre-season. That could be a worry for the first couple of rounds because, I don't know, is the half-back combination of Myler and Louis really strong enough to drag Leeds through those tough games? I'm not sure on that. And yeah, that does Gale, also mean Gale Jack Walker more. returns at full-back, which, don't get me wrong, there are strengths, but there are also weaknesses to who you play in that position. Yeah, definitely. And I think without Gale, you probably want Myler at full-back, which is kind of ironic, because if you don't have Gale, that kind of forces Myler in the halves, unless you take the punt on McClelland. So there is a yeah, bit of a true. squad balance problem there. But... Yeah, hopefully Gale will be backing up to speed from my point of view anyway. But I think that's yeah, only the real worry with Leeds. I think if they can keep the key players fit for the full season, they will be one of the teams that can challenge. And I think they have got stronger than last year, definitely. I think one yeah, signing yeah, that you've not touched on, actually, and we've not discussed this for the others, and I'm going to wrap this up, otherwise going on a long time about my own club. I think Sean Long is going to be vital into the way that Leeds attack this season. New assistant yeah, coach. Def when you listen to some of Jamie Jones Buchanan's comments, the attack has transformed from last season to this. So whereas the, we did see at times they were a bit flat in possession, I expect none of that this year. Kicking game is going to go right up and with players like Gale who can kick in all but the big games traditionally, but We'll ignore that. This could be a tough team to beat. Yeah, I definitely see that. I think in terms of the business, they've definitely made good signings. And now, we're definitely overrunning, so let's leave Leeds and just quickly move on to the next club. Yeah, so we've got Lee, obviously the promoted team. However, you want to say whether that's sort of controversial or whatever we've got the videos on why yeah, they should have let's in not go into that in. but in terms of the coach they've got john duffy i really want to see how he sort of is a traditional championship coach how he cracks super league and if he can kick on and sort of implement some sort of style of rugby that can win them games i think in terms of signings there's a lot a lot of ingoings a lot of outgoings so i'll oh run God. through them yeah don't bother so telling us where they're from just go through the names well we've already spoke about kr who they've lost to Lee. So that's Jamie Ellis, Matt G, uh, 
Briley and Petteru. Then you've got Sidlow, Meller, Wallace and uh, Matty Russell all from Toronto. Ben Flower and Craig Mullen from Wigan. Uh, obviously, we spoke about Tierney from Catalans and James Bell from Toulouse. In terms of outgoings, they've lost Addy to Salford. Ridyard, Forsyth, Sam Brooks to Swinton. McNally to Whitehaven and Ben Reynolds to Toulouse. So, they've definitely strengthened with some Super League experience. Even some of them Toronto boys, apart from playing with Toronto in Super League, they have played in Super League before. I think it's an interesting team. And I think they've probably done the best that they could have done to say they surely wasn't expecting to be in Super League. So, I think hats off to them for that. Um, I think, yeah, it's probably best they could have done, really. don't know what you think. Short and sweet. It's a solid squad. They've made some decent improvements. Got rid of some dead wood. And I don't. They're not going to trouble the top four or five, but I also would be surprised if they were left adrift at the bottom either. Yeah, they've definitely got a squad that can compete. I actually wouldn't say they were favourites for the drop, but we'll go into that next week. You've got that to yeah, look that's forward to. That's, gonna be, that's what I'm looking forward to next week, who we both think is going to go down. I think That's probably more important than who we think is going to be at top, really. Well, potentially. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'd quite like Leeds to win. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Right, so next team is another team with a sort of new coach. It's Salford, who replaced Ian Watson with uh, Richard Marshall. We've seen him at Halifax and what he actually can do. Always were a good sort of good coach there. Went over to Saints to be a, the assistant. Always looked good there. Obviously, being an assistant, you can't always see sort of the changes they've made. But obviously, every all the players and you know coaches around him have said how good he was. Now he's got his chance, his crack, head coach in Super League for Salford. I think it's going to be really interesting, especially with some of these signings. So in terms of incomings uh, from Wigan, they've got Escaray, Joe Burgess, Wells, three solid signings. Levet and Patton from Wire, really like Patton in that. Uh, they've got Harvey Addy from Levet Lee, again. <laughs> you love Harvey Levet. He always uh, plays got... well against Leeds. <laughs> they've got Elijah Taylor from uh, West Tigers, who's I think a big marquee signing. Ollie Roberts and Ikafihio from Huddersfield, both on loan. And then Darcy Lussick, um, who was sort of a free agent, but obviously we know what happened with all Toronto and everything like that. And uh, Matty Costello from Saints, who really never sort of got enough of a chance, I don't think, at Saints, but I think he can be good in Super League. Hang on, have they swapped one Lussick for the other? They have. <laughs> well, that's an Darcy, interesting Darcy. move. Just as in Joey, going... they must hate each other. <laughs> He doesn't sign till his brother sods off. <laughs> in terms of outgoings, uh, Nile Levels to Cass, uh, who we obviously spoke about. Dudson to Catalans, we've spoke about. Uh, your favourite, Chris Wellham to Fev. Mm. And uh, Mark Flanagan's retired. Um, so I think they haven't let too many go, which I think a lot of teams here have let more go and brought in sort of less. Salford with a different approach. I do like a lot of these signings, though. I do think it's going to bring them the bit of quality that I have. I think they've lacked to... You know, they've got to these finals, but they haven't really got over the line. I think a player like Elijah Taylor, Joe Burgess, Escaray, Patton, they're good signings. I'm going to make a few hot takes here. Escaray will have a better season than Neville's. Yeah, I could see that. I honestly could see that. Salford are going to once again be a bigger club than Huddersfield. <laughs> just saying oh, on a side note why have they loaned Ikea FIFO again just sign the player for god's sake you clearly want to keep him at the club yeah I was thinking that very strange arrangement either that or Huddersfield just need the cash to actually keep going because like 
you know, fan bases like it, two people. Fun. Although to be fair, this is actually this is actually harsh on Huddersfield. They should be coping better than anyone because they're used to getting no gear receipts. So, just I don't know what this hate towards Huddersfield is. Oh, I don't dislike Let's them as a on. club. I just think it's fun to bully them. It's like picking on the scrawny kids that underachieve everything. That is Huddersfield. I think. Let's go back to Salford. Salford have had a Salford. good recruitment, although they have lost yeah, Chris Wellen, which is a massive loss. Big thumbs up. Um, I'm interested. I'm intrigued to see how they go. So we will move on now to St Helens, the champions. Uh, they've still got Christian Wolf in there. Did really well last season. Expect the same again. Do they really. need to sign anyone? I feel like they're pretty well, much set as it is. I think they've definitely got stronger. So in terms of incomings. Big one, Joel Thompson from Manly. What a signing that is. They've signed Agnetius Parsi from New Zealand Warriors, another player from Glad you had to say that. Sione Matautia from Newcastle Knights, another, you know, that's three solid NRL signings. I just, and I think, and then they've also signed Dan Norman from London, a bit less luxurious. Uh, but in terms of outgoings, you've got um, Joseph Paolo and um, obviously Dominic Peru, both gone to Toulouse. Big losses, I think, but then these NRL boys are probably going to elevate if even past they the levels Peru got. Because um, that's the big question. About to Hoods. And Graham's retired. Go on, what are you saying? If they hit. I mean, Paolo, maybe less so. Peru scored some crucial tries. James Graham slash Luke Thompson still is massive shoes to fill. Yeah, they definitely. need those three to hit and hit instantly, or they could get left behind. If they take three yeah. quarters of a season to get up to speed, that could be too late for Saints, particularly in the league. Yeah, true. I do and see I'm going to controversially I... say one of them at least will flop. I don't know which one yet. I'm leaning towards Metautia. Maybe I think, but on the other hand of that, if they all if all three hit the ground running, I think you've probably got best team in Super League again, for third fourth year in a row probably. How I mean this this is rich for me to say considering this like fifteen years ago we're building into the whole Rhino spell of dominance, but I do think we need a change at the top. Somebody needs to at least match Saints level, even if they don't go all the way and win it. Yeah, we definitely. need someone to step up this year and like you say if all those players hit the ground running and play as well as they can I really don't know who that team's going to be because like you say this is a bloody strong side that St Helens have got yeah definitely now the question is will so, the next team be the team to elevate their game who's next Wakefield definitely not <laughs> so um, a few sort of movements here Obviously, Chris Chester still at the helm. I do like Chris Chester. I think he's a good coach. Um, you know what you're going to get from him again, like I've said with a few of these. Yeah, relegation sure scrap. In terms of in incomings, they've signed Mason Le uh, Lino, um, or Lino, if you want to say it, from uh, Newcastle Knights. NRL halfback looks good. Uh, and Eddie Batty from London, who I think is a good sign in the pack. In terms of outgoings, they've lost Atkins, uh, Ben Jones, Bishop, and Kerman, Dalty York. Kopchak to Fev, Bruff to Bulls. Gigo released Navarrete to London, so they've just shipped off all the players to Championship by it seems of it. I mean, that's where they're half of them were fit for anyway, so that's probably not much of a loss, to be honest. There's some big losses there. There's you know, some, been a, but I think he. Kerman's been a big part of what it. Wakefield have wanted to do. 
completely past Bishops. it. Didn't play right, last season and they managed. When he played though, and I'll plug my last video that I did on the podcast channel, if is Ben Jones Bishop the best signing, we go through some stats on that and Ben Jones Bishop's try scoring record when he does play is amazing, obviously with injury problems. That's phenomenal so. player, but they managed all last year without him and I mean, I know he's injured for like nine tenths of a season, but is he any? Is he really better than Tom Johnson anymore? Oh no, I'm not definitely not saying that. But I think even a player like the, a lot of these players, even though maybe they are a bit past it, like a player like Danny Bruff, is so you know it um is like an integral part of how Wakefield play. And obviously, Lino's coming to replace him. It'll be interesting to see that dynamic if it does breathe new blood into Wakey, or if it just leaves them like sort of a bit clueless on how they're gonna. Well, they have a team, I think, that are most dependent on new signings. I mean, if Liner comes in and does the whole Tim Smith and is absolutely beyond useless, then they're in big, big trouble. Because, like you said, they've yeah, lost yeah. a lot of... I don't think it's the talent loss for Wakefield. It's something I spoke about at Huddersfield. It's that leadership. Who's yeah. going to take charge and grab the game by the scruff of the neck when the opportunity presents itself? And drag them up the pitch to score. Because that was previously the Kermans, the Kopchaks. Who's left? That's my big yeah. question. Is it for Fafita or is he going to not play for fear Bill Gates is tracking his COVID movements? <laughs> you know, where where is that coming from anymore? Yeah, yeah. I get I definitely get that. I think some of the mo- I think it's a bit of a question mark on these signings and Outgoing to just don't know it could work well. I think Wakefield have got a stronger start in 17, but their overall squad is worse for it. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. So now we'll move on to one that I think sort of is the title favourites, or not title favourites, but are you going to say it's their year? No, I'm just going to say they're in the bracket now, they're in the upper bracket. Um, it's obviously Wire. You uh, heard it here first. Callum says it's Warrington's year. It could be with some of these signings. I really rate some of these signings. So Steve Price still at the helm. He's always been, he's been good ever since he's been at Warrington. Rate him. You know what you're getting. Exactly. Yep. Let's now move on to the players. This is where the interesting stuff is. Incomings. Greg Inglis. Flop. Big signing. Straight away, I don't think he's going to succeed to anything like people are expecting. And I'm going right, to. interesting. Set my second controversial opinion on this. That have been better signing Ben Barber. That is controversial. That I think that'll come in more in a couple of weeks when we do the sort of what players we think are going to overachieve, underachieve, that sort of thing. So in terms of their other signings, they've signed uh, obviously Mulhern from KR. We've mentioned Rob Butler from London, who I think is a good player. Real, I think he's sort of player that he might not play too much this year, but in a couple of years he could be there. Uh, in terms of outgoings. Your favourite player, Lavette and Patton to Salford, we've mentioned. Ben Murdoch, uh, New Zealand Warriors. Reese Hamlet to Bradford and uh, Anthony Gellin released. No Gellin, no party. Yeah, Gellin's a big loss in all that. I mean, I think they can cope without Ben Tika Masala because I think they've just got enough depth in that, in that squad anyway. I mean, you don't need yeah. him when you've got players like Joe Philby that can literally run into a bus and the bus ends up on its side. Yeah, true. I think Mulhern's a good signing as Definitely. well. Definitely. One of the most underrated signings in the whole season, I think, Rob Mulhern. Yeah. Fantastic Obviously, pick up for Warrington. 
We don't know how English is going to do. I think it's a good signing. It shows good ambition, but obviously we'll have to wait and see. You I mean, it's good. It's going to shift the shirts. Yeah. It's good publicity, but then Sonny Bill Williams was good publicity. It didn't make him a amazing player on the pitch. It's yeah. again, for me, it's someone who's a bit past it, had a lot of injury problems, hasn't played in over a year actually, which is another point. So he's going to have a lot of pitch rust. And yeah, true. I question why has he turned up? Is he here because he wants it to be Warrington's year or is he there because it's the chance to get a big payday when he had to retire from South Sydney early? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? That's Warrington have got the It'll history as well for overpaid, unmotivated NRL players. They've still got Widdop lugged on, on the books, though. Let's face it, you might as well pay a stray cat at this point for the amount of impact he had last season. Deck Patton arguably outperformed Gareth Widdop and they've got rid of him. What's that about? <laughs> you know, oh, you've got right. Sandow, Bryson Good. Who was that other number seven they had the other year? Is it. I can't even think what his name was now. Oh, Tyrone Roberts. That's the fella. He was beyond hopeless in terms of what they were actually paying him. Quality player in his day, far too big a wage from past it by the time he got there. Don't get me wrong, every single one of these is ten times the player I would ever be. But that doesn't mean I'm not allowed to berate them when it's too much money. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's a decent window for why Interesting to see how English does fare. So we'll move on now to the last team. It's uh, Wigan, of course, uh, last year's runners-up in the grand final. Adrian Lamb still at the helm, similar to Price. Always looked good since he's come over. Decent manager. Especially given they got snubbed by the actual coach they wanted. <laughs> right. Incomings, big incoming. Arguably the biggest signing of the season. John Bateman back from Canberra. And yeah, then Jai I'd agree Field, with that. Who I think... Jai Fields, underrated signing, I think, from Parramatta Reels as well. Outgoings, I'll run over quickly. Esquire Burgess and Wells to Salford, we've spoke on. Mullen and Flower to Lee, we've spoke on. Hankinson to London. And Sean O'Loughlin retired are big ones. And Joe Greenwood to Huddersfield, we've spoke on. So, My Bateman. thoughts here, I can summarise them very quickly. O'Loughlin, massive loss in the dressing room. Bateman, going to be right up there in signing of the season. I think they've lost a lot of players, but this is Wigan. They've probably already got a toddler in the academy that's set to replace them in 20 years anyway. Never mind who's already here. I don't know where all their talent comes from, especially wingers. How does one team produce a full country's worth of wingers that are actually good? Yeah, true. Like, what's going on there? There's something in the water in Wigan, or in the... Yeah, do you know, maybe it is something in the water. Put the wingers on steroids, there we go. Just so, to, just say, uh, Wigan fans, I don't actually think you're steroid abusing. So, would you say it's success? It looks like it's going to be a successful bit of business. I think so. Wigan. I am. I'm not too sure what to make of Jai Field. He didn't really stand out in the NRL, and I, being at Parramatta is a player I actually did watch a bit more of. Because, well, in case anyone doesn't know, my NRL team is Parramatta, so I do follow a bit more what's going on there. Is it? incredibly quick but pace isn't everything in Super League it's certainly not against some of the better teams in the division 
So it'll be interesting to see what other bits of trickery and footwork he's got, as well as what kicking game he can utilise when needed to keep him out of trouble. Interesting to see where Wigan even play him, actually. They've got a lot of options, haven't they? Yeah, he's played played fullback, he's played number six, he's played on the wing. A lot they're of diff- They've basically just signed a second Bevan French. Well, yeah, pretty much, although I don't think he's anywhere near the player that French is at this stage of his career. If he if he hits the ground running like French did, though, then Wigan are going to be dangerous and they could be that team challenging Saints. Potentially, although I will say Bevan French is potentially the best player in Super League. Yeah, I would I would probably agree with you on that. I don't even think that's that controversial, we'll to, actually. No, we'll get to that in a couple of weeks when we are speaking about uh, individual awards and who we think is going to be the best player in the league, that sort of thing. So overall, Wigan, thumbs up, thumbs down? Thumbs up. And given this is going to go a smidge over three quarters of an hour, so again, we've massively overran, I think we're probably that's best leaving this here. Yeah, 100%. I think in terms of the business, we've spoken on which teams have done the best business, which team do you think you know it's questionable, we'll have to wait and see. Definitely some good business in Super League. I think it's going to be a really good year. Um, realistically, 45 minutes, good time for a podcast. Um, hope you've enjoyed if you've made it this far. Hope you don't hate what Matt's probably said about your team if you're a Huddersfield fan. Um, or Wigan, or Wakefield, or Hull. Yeah, Saturday we're going to be back with the kits so I can berate someone. And, oh boy, my team leads are in for an absolute hammering in the kits video. Yeah, so so the home kits is going to be on Saturday. Um, Keeping out for that next Wednesday, we're going to have the sort of our predictions of the league table. Uh, Make sure you subscribe, make sure you like, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Thanks for the support. And, yeah, Yeah. uh, we'll see you on Saturday. See you in a few days.